Chapter 15, in which all ends happily. The school year ended, the children and the teachers went home, the cleaning ladies cleaned up, the caretaker locked up, and once more the school mice had the school to themselves, but now there was only four of them. Buck felt sad because she was small for her age, and of course, because she was Flora's sister. He had grown fond of Lovey and her cheeky ways. Rag and Robin was ill-tempered. Life's not fair, he said to Flora. Why do all these misfortunes happen to us? Come and read to me, father, said Flora. It'll take your mind off things. Read, said Robin. Certainly not. I'm on vacation. Hyseneth seemed less worried than the others. Still, she went about in a preoccupied manner and was choosy about her food, developing a sudden addiction to soap, which she nibbled at in the sink. Flora thought hard about Lovey's chance of survival. They're not good, she said to herself. Why she went, I've no idea, but she'll live to regret it, or rather, she won't live. A French phrase book chanced to be lying open in the library table, and was Flora studying it, she saw something that seemed to sum up the situation. Adieu, farewell, good wishes at the final parting. Au revoir, goodbye, until we meet again. But I'm afraid she shan't meet again, thought Flora. Adieu, lovey. Later that day, she was alone with Buck. Well, she said, it looks like the end of my evening classes for the moment. Lovey's gone, father flatly refuses to come, and mom says she's too busy, though I can't see it myself. That only leaves you, a class of one, said Buck. Yes, that means you could devote yourself to me if you were willing. Oh, Buck, thought Flora, I am devoted to you, you great, white, handsome beast. Of course I'm willing, she said. I'd do anything for you, you know that. Buck's pink eyes seemed to turn even redder. Oh, Flora, he breathed, and their whiskers mixed as they touched noses. The weather was very hot, even at night, and since there was no need for caution, the school mice took their ease wherever they fancied, always remembering, of course, to return to the drain outside whenever nature called. Only Hyseneth remained in the hole under the sink in the first-grade classroom, in so tetchy a mood that Robin took himself off to the old staff-room den for a bit of peace and quiet. As for Flora and Buck, they decided to make use of the hole in the wall over the teacher's desk in the kindergarten classroom. It was cool and airy and handy for the school teacher mouse and her solitary pupil. About halfway through the summer, they were sitting together on the desk, bathing in the glow of contentment. Both teacher and pupil had good reason to be happy, for Buck, with his back turned to the calendar on the wall, had just succeeded in counting to 31. I must tell mother, Flora said. Don't move. Have a rest. You've earned it. Mother, she called down the hole under the sink. What do you think? Buck can count to 31. Six is all I can manage, replied Hyseneth. Come and have a look. Oh, mother, cried Flora when she saw the half dozen newborn babies, fat and pink and naked and hideous. They're beautiful. Fetch your father, said Hyseneth. He's in the staff room. Raga Robin was not pleased at being summoned. Now what have I done wrong, he said to Flora. Nothing wrong, father, said Flora. It's a nice surprise. And to Robin it was. Heis, he cried, and he saw his third group of sons and daughters. You never told me. I never knew. Well, now you do, said Hyseneth shortly. A horrid thought occurred to Robin, whose knowledge of heredity was sketchy. Have they all got tails, he asked. Poor father, said Flora to Buck later in the hole in the wall. He always says the wrong things, and then mother gets furious with him. I'm glad you don't get furious with me, said Buck. You always say the right things, said Flora. Flora, said Buck fondly, and immediately the word seemed to echo through the school. Flora, Flora, Flora. 
but the echo was more high-pitched and the tone of it was familiar. It's lovey, cried Flora, and she ran down to the floor, Buck following, and in here, lovey, she called, we're in the kindergarten classroom. In a moment, the small figure of lovey appeared in the doorway. I'm back, she said. Wait there, I'll fetch my friend. I didn't know you had a friend, said Flora. I didn't, said Lovey, but I have one now. I'll just go and get him. He's a bit shy. Flora and Buck looked at one another, but before they could speak, Lovey returned. Following her rather reluctantly was an even smaller mouse. This is Haycorn, said Lovey. Haycorn, this is my sister Flora and her boyfriend Buck. Haycorn took one look at Buck and turned, and turned tail, ready to flee. But Lovey reassured him. It's all right, she said. Buck's ever so nice. He's just white, that's all. He can't help it. Lovey, said Flora. We've all been worried stiff. Where have you been all this time? I've been down at the farm, Lovey said. There's a mom and dad, and there's you and Buck. And I said to myself, come along, love and a mist, my girl. It's time you started living up to your name. So I went down to the farm on a nice misty evening, and who said I met Haycorn? He's a farm mouse, you see, but I've been telling him he'll like it up here. I'm sure he will, said Flora and Buck with one voice. You will, won't you, Haycorn, said Lovey. Yes, Lovey, said the very small mouse in a very small voice. And you'll come to Flora's classes with us to learn to read. Yes, Lovey, said Haycorn. He may not want to, said Flora. He will, said Lovey. Come along now, Haycorn. I'll introduce you to Mom and Dad. Oh, by the way, said Flora, mothers had six more babies. Oh, goody, cried Lovey. I adore babies. I just can't wait. Wait for what, Lovey? said Haycorn. Lovey gave a squeak of amusement. He's very young, she said to Flora, but he'll learn. And off she dashed, followed by her little swain. Fancy, said Flora. You have to admire her, Buck. Off she goes without telling a soul, finds her way to the farm and picks up a boyfriend. She particularly could pick him up, said Buck. He's so small. Not much more than a baby, really. And speaking of babies, I haven't seen those new ones yet. Do you want to, said Flora? Oh, yes, Lovey's not the only one who's fond of babies. I just wish, and then he stopped. Just with what, Buck, said Flora. Oh, nothing, said Buck, he sighed. You've got your career, he said. Yes, indeed, said Flora. What with you and mother and father and Lovey and Haycorn, and before long, mother's new six, I shall have a big class to teach, a class of, well, you do the sum, Buck, how many? Eleven, said Buck. Well done, said Flora. You may have started life as a pet mouse, but you're learning fast. I'm proud of you. Your reading especially is coming on a treat, which reminds me, I remember finding something in my very first reading book that I want to show you now. Help me get it off the shelf. When the book had fallen to the ground, Flora began to turn the pages with her nose, looking at each until she found the one she wanted. Ah, yes, here it is, she said at last. Read me the sentence, will you, Buck, the one I've got my paw on. Children are a great blessing, read Buck, with a little help from his teacher. Would you agree, said Flora? Buck stared at her across the pages of my very first reading book. You mean, he said softly. I mean, said Flora, that we are to be blessed shortly before the start of the next school year, I reckon. Oh, Flora, said Buck, how marvelous, and what extraordinary children they will be, with your brains and your beauty, thought Flora, and with you to teach them, why they will be no limit to their scholarship. Oh, Flora, you have made me the happiest white mouse in the world, and you, said Flora, have made me the happiest school mouse.